0: These are my go-to snack. I keep a bag in my purse. I keep one at the office. I even stash a few on the side of my bed for those late night cravings. This year, I want you to treat yourself to something delicious and good for you. So head over to WonderfulPistachios.com and explore their amazing flavors and sizes. Trust me, your taste buds and your body will thank you.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently.
0: this is germany and
1: this is britney and this
0: is the blacker bravado podcast
1: a motivating and encouraging podcast where we focus on building community amongst colorful women alike
0: join us weekly as we sit down and have candid conversations on various topics and issues surrounding self-care self-love mental health and wellness spirituality entrepreneurship and much more
1: and trust when we don't have the answers we'll call on our expert homegirls who do
0: our intention is to create a safe space for growth inspiration laughter and love free of judgment in hopes that after you listen you're a little more knowledgeable or at least a little more entertained than before
1: it's homegirl vibes here real raw and a little funny
0: a lot of fucking funny
1: so thanks for tuning in to the black girl bravado podcast
0: let's start the show cuties
1: hey y'all welcome back
0: welcome back boo boo queens
1: how's it (laughs) boo boo queens that sounds very sick (laughs) how is it going it's going good how are you how's your week did we record in
0: enough time for us to go for our last weekend no we didn't how's your weekend and your full week how's your full week been
1: um last weekend was fun um What did we do? So much. Oh, we went to Family Style Fest. What did we do on Friday? Record. What did we do on Saturday? That was on Sunday. Something happened on Saturday. We went somewhere. That is a shame. We're getting too old. We're getting too old. I can't remember what we did on Saturday. Oh, you know what we did? I remember now. It came to me. We went to dinner. For you and Ty. Ty. Oh my gosh, Saturday was wild. That's probably why it's erased from our memory because Saturday, it ended up being a wild night. It did. It did. We went to Katana.
0: Yes, we went to Katana. Katana. If y'all haven't noticed already, we ain't even recording in the same place.
1: You didn't even have to tell them. I'm telling them (laughs) because I want to. You didn't even have to tell them. But we went to Katana for dinner to celebrate Mm. the Libras, Ty, and. Germany so we Uh went to Katana had a little dinner had some drinks a lot of drinks and got fucked up y'all I woke up on Germany's couch frazzled (laughs) I woke up frazzled I haven't been lit like that in so long it was a shot
0: it was and you know we're not getting like that again no that was crazy as hell it was
1: it was that was crazy
0: I'm like um what the hell is going on what the hell was going on? Once I was sleeping my top from the night before, I'm like, this is not right. Yeah,
1: it was sick. It was crazy. I still had on my same top. We really got lit, y'all. We really got lit. But overall, it was a fun night.
0: It was a fun night. And then Friday, we went to Family
1: Style Fest. Sunday
0: and ended. I mean, on Sunday. See, I'm backtracking. <laughs> the Back to the Future. Right. And then ended the night at the Isaiah Rashad concert, which was late nice and early. It was good. It was a nice yeah. time. You know, I tried to go back and listen
1: to some of the music. It didn't connect the same. It had to be an in person.
0: I'm glad that brother performed it. <laughs> I'm glad he performed it. Seriously. The current album, The House is Burning, is good, but I can't go back and listen to the previous content.
1: Okay. Sometimes you just got to meet them right where they are at the current. Yeah. <laughs> no, for said, real. Rarely ever do I go back. Waggy. When I stumble upon people, a lot of the times, I just listen to like the new, new that hits for me. I rarely do digging because sometimes it's like, it hits a little different. Yeah. Imagine digging at like old SZA. SZA. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. SZA. With SZA, there were only a few of her songs that hit for me, like Babylon and Pre-Control. Pre-Control. Yeah. Yeah. It was like the one, the one-offs. But the four projects yeah. weren't given until Control.
0: Control is where it took off. So yeah, last weekend was good. This weekend, I've been on vacation.
1: Blessed.
0: Um, I'm, yeah, blessed. I'm currently out in Miami. Y'all, you I'm seeing <laughs> celebrating my birthday. <laughs> so we're doing uh, a virtual recording. Thanks to the technology gods.
1: Yeah, thanks to the technology gods, we're able to still show up and out.
0: Yeah, that's it. Look at that. So what's on? What's
1: on your agenda for this weekend? This weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, you know, I'm going to be outside. Feel, I got a few little plans up my sleeve. Hanging yes. out with Kayla tomorrow. And yeah, the, uh, the rest I'll talk to y'all about later. Period. Yeah. Catch us on Patreon. Period. <laughs> Catch me out over there. Catch us on Patreon. Yeah speaking of patreon before we get to patreon i mean we can go there but i have something okay. else to say about the ratings and the reviews that's that's i'm talking about it all so yeah. let's get it so um it looks like our threat was well received last week <laughs> because yeah. the girl showed up in vans you guys showed up in sprinters and we need you to keep showing up in these sprinters whatever transformer transportation you're using to show up like this gang ganging, in the ratings and reviews keep showing up period period because we're currently at 1912
0: ratings and reviews and we like that y'all know that's only 78 more to our goal is oh, it wow. 78 yeah that's 78 7 78 more No, i'm no, terrible it's 80. yeah 78 80 damn germany stop are we this bad oh wait <laughs> 78 <laughs> I hate math, y'all. We need 88. 88? We need 88. Okay, that's what it is. I I was off by 10, so what? Yeah. Okay, so y'all, come through with your 88 (laughs) ratings and reviews before December 31st. (laughs) That's
1: easy to do. That's easy to do. We appreciate y'all.
0: If you love us the way you say you love us, and we're doing what we have to do, we're doing our part coming here despite obstacles, I need y'all to do the same.
1: Yeah, because she's on the birthday trip recording, so... Period. Yes. Okay. Come through. It's because I love y'all. So let's read our review of the week. This one comes from Nalani too. She says, my besties I didn't know I needed. It has taken me way too long to write this review. I'm not the reviewer type. But when you ladies go in, I feel like you are talking to me, LOL. I've been listening to your pod for a couple months now, and you two never disappoint with the content. I definitely feel like you both are my girls, and I love that this is something I can feel when I'm listening. Definitely homegirl vibes here.
0: Her. yay I love it you know what there were a lot of ratings and reviews because I didn't know that all these up these ones came in I'm looking now and I'm like okay yeah don't let us threat don't make us have to threaten you we
1: don't want to threaten you so just come through I know it takes work you know I had to check myself because I was like well I'm telling these girls to do their part there's parts that I need to do for the podcast that I listen to so
0: but are they I telling it. you to do it
1: Sometimes you don't need to be told, but the fact that we are telling oh. you means you really it should. Is different. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so come on now through. Now we can get to Patreon.
0: Patreon. Yeah. So, y'all already know. I see y'all nosy, too. That's what I'm really learning about <laughs>
1: uh, the squad.
0: I'm learning that the girl, this, this, our little girl gang over here that we have is nosy as hell. Yeah, for real. Okay, and y'all wanted all of Britney's tea. That's so why y'all came. A lot of new patrons, Brittany. Go ahead and shout them out.
1: So we have Germany, not can be not, confused. not this one, <laughs> not can not be confused one. with the girl we have here. But there's another Germany we have Lala, hey Lala, we have Asher,
0: hey Asher, Selena, hey Selena girl, welcome to the gang,
1: May, hey May, Sarita, Sarita, Anna, hey Anna, <laughs> and <laughs> Maria. Hey, is, mm, mm, hey, Mark. <laughs> hey, 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 welcome to our squad. Oh, and one more, Therese. Hey, Therese. Welcome to Patreon where we tell our business.
0: Yes, it's good to have y'all over there. Welcome yeah. to the squad.
1: So okay, um, if you want to join us on Patreon, that information is down in the show notes. We share check-ins where we talk about things happening with us throughout the month i have some more um, updates to share you know just life updates we do playlists we have audio and visual affirmations we have journal prompts and yeah all types of cool shit we're gonna have a special bonus episode for our dating series with some cool guests over on patreon too so get over there now
0: super excited. So last week's episode was a goodie. We talked with Aaliyah Lovely about manifesting the perfect love. She dropped so many gems. Um, we talked about releasing the myth of time. We talked about preparing yourself for the partner that you ultimately wish to manifest and just overall a really great conversation about bringing the person forward. Yeah that's already out there waiting for you.
1: Such an expansive conversation. I've been enjoying this series. Same. I have, it's been Same. a goodie. It's been a goodie into d- per what?
0: If you haven't listened, go ahead and check that out so that you're fully up to speed with today's conversation.
1: Right, it's a good segue. So this mm-hmm. week we brought on another special guest, Franny of the Dear Franny podcast, True Love Society. And she talks to us about all things in regards to dating when it comes to recognizing your dating patterns and breaking them, how to identify your dating archetypes. We talked about flirting, gaining love confidence, so you can step out into these motherfucking streets like a boss.
0: <laughs> get out there y'all, get, get out, out there. there. This
1: was a great conversation. We know you all are gonna enjoy it. Franny shares where to find her at the end of the episode. So make sure you listen to the end. And yeah, I guess let's just get into it. Yeah. Hey, everyone. So welcome back to our dating series. Today, we have a special guest that we feel like is perfect for this conversation because this series is all about empowering our dating experiences. And I don't know, I don't remember exactly how... I stumbled upon Franny, but she provides so much useful information to help empower us when we're navigating this dating space, which can sometimes be intimidating. So today we have Francesca Hoagie, who is the host of the Dear Franny podcast. She's a love and dating coach and a human design coach. She teaches- we love
0: human design. We
1: do. We love it so much. So. Franny teaches people how to find true love without settling. Um, Yes, more of that. We need more of that. So Franny, <laughs> welcome to the show. We're so happy to have you today.
2: Oh, thank you. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks, Germany. I'm really excited to be here and talk to you yes, about my yes. favorite topic.
0: <laughs> we are excited too. So Brittany did give a general overview of who you are, but would you mind going into detail about your journey and what brought you here?
2: Yeah, um, I know that's always people are like, "How did you end up being a love coach?" That's like everyone's first question. Yeah, um, it was it was a very long and winding road. Um, I mean, I've done I did a lot of things before um, becoming a coach. Uh, most notably, I was a I was an attorney, and so I practiced law for a number of years and the whole time that i was doing that i always knew that this was not what i was here to do and not that it was the worst job in the world but it just knew that it was not the right thing for me um but i got stuck there for a while because you know you go to law school you you start working as a lawyer it's like not that easy to you it's it's a leap to break out of that you know Mm -hmm. and i i had loans to pay i had you know all of the cost of living to maintain so i had a lot of Um, so I just had a lot of obstacles or perceived obstacles at the time to, you know, breaking out of that. Um, but eventually as time went on and other things happened, I went on survivor. It was a disaster. (laughs) I went back on survivor. It was even more just equally disastrous. And after that, I was like, okay, like there are too many things in my life that are not working right now and I'm no longer willing to settle for spending all of my precious life force energy and time doing work that I don't care about. Um, and I became really committed. I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do universe, but you know, like show me (laughs) cause I, I, you know, it's time for me to break out here and, um, and all along this, many years of this journey, what was also going on for me personally was I was on this like whole quest to find love. And it was something that, you know, I just had a very strong motivation to just to figure it out, to figure out dating. Um, once I meet, well, I I used to not have that motivation to figure out dating and I didn't date at all. And it wasn't until I actually graduated from law school when I was like, okay, I am like an adult lawyer. (laughs) I need to like get this together. You know, (laughs) like I really need to figure out like how to date, like how to connect because this is what I'm doing now is not working for me. So that started this journey of me literally like teaching myself how to date. And, you know, going online and I was the only person I knew who was doing online dating. But I was like, I don't know else how else I'm going to figure this out. So I got to do it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And and so just, you know, I had to actively like teach myself how to flirt, like all this on and on and on and on. And um, because I was so motivated and I was just unwilling to give up, even though I got stuck in patterns for a while that weren't working. I was like, okay, I got to figure out how to break this pattern. So I just kept on like, just there was something in me where just every time I hit a roadblock, um, I had a few setbacks. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> and I had some patterns that definitely went on a little bit longer than they needed to. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, I just was very motivated to figure it out. So, dating and and love and romance was something that was very central to my personal journey and life, but it took it took a while for me to make a connection of like, oh wait, like all of this that you've learned And all of this growth that you've made in this area, like maybe do something with that. And I even had a dating advice blog back when I was a lawyer just for fun, because I just like talking about dating, you know. And so (laughs) um, it wasn't until I heard about a a black male matchmaker named Paul Brunson. I don't know if you're familiar with him.
1: No, I haven't Um, heard of him.
2: Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing. You should definitely look him up. His name is Paul C. Brunson. We need to have um, him
1: on.
2: And he's he's incredible. Um, and he doesn't he doesn't actually matchmake anymore now. He's more of a TV personality and he's an author and, and all these things. But at the time he was still like working with clients one-on-one matchmaking. And somebody had mentioned him to me and that she followed him on Twitter. And I was like, there is a black male matchmaker? Like, what? You know, my mind was blown. And so I was like, I got to look him up. So I started following him on Twitter and just through getting to like just hearing what he had to say I was like wow I really love this guy he has like a real passion for helping people like really find healthy relationships and he wound up tweeting that he was going to be speaking at the matchmaking institute conference in New oh, York wow. and I was like there's a matchmaking
1: institute that's what my mind said I'm like there's you a whole know, institute for this shit we exactly. should all be couples like, there's-
2: exactly i was like there's a conference i was like wait i and literally I, I i responded to his tweet and i was like i want to go and he said you should come and i was like okay and i did and i went to that conference and that changed my life wow yeah, that was how it started
1: <laughs> whoa so when you so. went to this sorry go ahead Go ahead. When you no, went to this conference, you did you set out to be a matchmaker or to just get some tips to help you in your personal dating life? Cause I would have been like, let me get over here and get some gems. What do I need to do? How do I need to be in the streets? It was
2: <laughs> yeah. how do I need I to mean, move? Right. It was a little well, I was I was in a relationship at the time. Okay. So I, I wasn't though, it wasn't like I was like, This is my person and we're gonna be together forever necessarily. So I did part of me was like you know, that openness for me to understand, love better myself. Um, But I also, this is when I was like looking for something else to do career wise. And I was like, if there there are people who get paid to meddle in other people's love lives, like I love meddling in other people's love lives. I've been doing that for free since I was 12 years old. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get paid. So so I definitely went thinking like, oh, this might be something that I can do.
1: Gotcha. That is yeah. so cool. Like I seen I've only seen matchmakers on TV. Like mm-hmm. Married at first sight. Of course, I love that show. Um, yeah. and like in movies <laughs> where people are like, oh, I'm just so tired. I need a matchmaker, find me my per perfect person, and then we'll just run off into the sunset, which is yep fake. But yep. that's the only way <laughs> I've seen them. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, and that's exactly how I felt. I when and when I went to that conference, what happened was I met all these people that were just regular people, but this was their job. And I was like, you know, these people aren't any more anything than me. <laughs> like if they can do it, I can do it. Um, they weren't some magical beings. They were just people who just worked hard to try to match their clients and, um I I was like, I I actually like working hard. I'm probably a little bit of a workaholic. (laughs) So I'm like, hey, I'm going to work hard anyway. So why not work hard to do something that's actually going to make people's lives better, you know? And so I was... Totally. And, and actually you mentioned married at first sight. So Paul is, um, he's one of the hosts of married and married at first sight UK. So the UK oh. series, he's, he's been a host for like the last like three seasons. Um, so right. anyway, I just had to do a shout out. So, he's like, he's my mentor. He's the reason I'm in this industry fully.
1: Shout out um, to
2: Paul. Yeah. So shout out to Paul C. Brunson.
1: <laughs> so what would you say is a difference between a matchmaker and the love coach?
2: Yeah, great question. So a matchmaker actually goes out and, and finds people to introduce you to. So they do Mm -hmm. the work of finding the matches, you know, um, vetting the matches, like, you know, making sure, I mean, a good matchmaker is supposed to really be making sure that this person, um, you know, getting to know them, interviewing them, making sure that they're, they're looking for the same thing as you, they're interested in you, and then they introduce you. That's what that's what a matchmaker does in you know on the course of doing that most matchmakers well good matchmakers are also doing some coaching because you know you mentioned it like in movies people have this idea like oh if i'm hiring a matchmaker now i get to have whatever you know supermodel rocket scientist billionaire i want Mm -hmm. (laughs) right
0: matchmaker is giving job recruiter (laughs) right (laughs) it's giving indeed.com yeah you
2: know, and it's like and it's like just because you're paying somebody like they still exist in the same world as you right mm-hmm. and so um so most people who if you go to a matchmaker with that attitude the chances that you're going to be successful are not great because you're just you're just you're just looking for something that doesn't exist you're looking for this idea of perfection that doesn't exist um so whereas as so I started as a matchmaker and I I started working with my own clients and I also started working with Paul and, and I actually wound up becoming the lead matchmaker and coach for his agency when he was still matchmaking. So, um, and so working with his clients, working with my own clients, it was very, very, very clear that the people that we could match are the ones that we could coach. And Paul and his amazing coach, right? Mm. And so he, but he would get a lot of clients who didn't want to be coached, <laughs> mm. right? And so, um, and so the ones who didn't want to be coached, they just wanted to just introduce me to him And also Paul, he's, you know, he's tall, he's handsome, he's mm. chocolate. He's got mm. a, you know, he's, so he,
1: he, he's a, giving, he attracted,
2: <laughs> he's giving, right? So he attracted a lot of women who are like, I want you, like you are exactly yeah. what I want, like you, <laughs>
1: like but Paul.
2: <laughs> you know, Paul is married. Paul has Paul is not available, but they still had this kind of attitude that like I'm hiring him, so he's going to find me somebody just like him. And mm. so the people who we could re- I could really get them to see past that and really get into like, okay, well, what do you actually need in a partner? Like, mm. what do you actually need in a relationship? Forget about all that superficial thing that you're drawn to that you think that's what you want, you know? And then what is your, what is your ability to even have that? Because that part. if your heart, if your heart is closed, right. And you are focused on the wrong thing, you could get introduced to a thousand people who could actually be an amazing match for you. And it won't, we'll, and none of it will connect. Mm. And, and so the people who didn't want to be coached, open heart. (laughs) It has to be open. So people who didn't want to be coached, we could not match them and they were really, really hard to work with. The people who were open to being coached, we could match them and they were, and they were great to work with. So I was like, okay, the coaching piece is what's important here. The matchmaking piece is attracting a lot of people who don't have the right mindset to actually find love.
0: So I have a question, Franny. I know you mentioned that this whole process and like leaving your job and the whole thing. And you also mentioned that you were in a little relationship, but you didn't feel like this person was your person. So after gaining the knowledge around matchmaking and even transitioning into a love coach, did you feel like it was easy to apply what you learned to your current life so that you could find or be on the track to find the partner that you wanted?
2: Yes, absolutely. Like my clients have 100% been my biggest teachers. Um, I mean, I don't want to tell everybody who's single to go like become a love coach. because <laughs> <This> it's probably
1: <laughs> right.
2: It is not for everyone. Um, but it it helped me because we have we all just have so many blind spots, right? And so working with my clients who are all amazing, but they had these blind spots, and I'm like, wow you were like these people are incredible in in so many ways but there's just like these glaring things that they can't see about themselves and i'm like damn what can i see about myself you know, know and so right? and so it really like i start once i realize like oh <laughs> this isn't just me i'm not a it's, coaching is not about me
0: hey bookies we got something special for you are you ready to dive into a celebration of blackness that's as diverse as the experience it represents Well, NPR has got you covered with Black Stories, Black Truths. This is a groundbreaking collection that's more than just a podcast. It's revelation.
1: What does Black representation in media mean to you? Because to me, it's about breaking down stereotypes, challenging biases, and also showcasing the rich tapestry of Black experiences.
0: For sure. Absolutely. And Black Stories, Black Truths is the epitome of this celebration. Each episode is a living account of what it truly means to be black today, and it's told from a unique black perspective.
1: And I feel like these aren't just stories like they're narratives of joy, resilience, empowerment, and also the incredible ability to create world shifting things out of the struggle.
0: Turn on NPR today and immerse yourself in a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and black as the incredible country we reflect.
1: And remember, stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, available wherever you get your podcast. Y'all, I think this is the year for me to really tap in and learn a new language. I took French in high school and then I let it go after the requirement was met, but with the European summer loading, I would love to have this language under my belt. And I know just the thing to help me with this Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the language learning powerhouse that's been transforming lives for the past 30 years. Imagine a language learning journey that not only works, but feels like a seamless part of your vibrant and dynamic world. And listen, this is not just for the language connoisseurs. It's for the bold, brilliant, and beautiful women like us ready to embrace the world of languages. Say hello to effortlessly acquiring Spanish, French, Italian, German. I mean, there's over 25 different languages to choose from. Rosetta Stone immerses you in your chosen language, teaching you to speak, listen, and even think in that language without any translation hiccups. This process is as intuitive as choosing your next hairstyle, girls, starting with words thin phrases, and before you know it, you're crafting sentences like a pro. I love it because it's designed for long-term retention, ensuring that your newfound language skills become second nature. Now let's talk about the real magic for a minute, true accent. Rosetta Stone's speech recognition feature acts like a personal stylist, but for your accent, giving you real-time feedback on your pronunciation. No more awkward language faux pas, just pure elegance. And for the woman on the move, whether you're on your desktop or using the app, Rosetta Stone seamlessly fits into your busy life. They have an audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline, meaning you can learn anytime, anywhere. And I have a secret for you. For a limited time, Rosetta Stone is offering a lifetime membership At 50% off. Yes, you heard that right. You get unlimited access to all 25 languages for the rest of your beautiful life. This is a deal that I don't think you want to miss. So why wait, sis? Don't put off your language journey any longer. Right now, BGB listeners can snag Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off by visiting rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. It's your time to shine, Buki, and Rosetta Stone is here to make your language dreams a reality. If you're anything like me, you are probably tired of spending all your money on takeout or you're over all the stress that comes with meal planning. Listen, Factor Meals is here to save the day. I mean, imagine this delicious chef-crafted meals delivered right to your door, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes, y'all. No more grocery shopping, no more chopping, no more dishes. Just restaurant-quality goodness made with fresh, high-quality ingredients. I love Factor. Factor offers over 35 different options a week, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and so much more. Whatever your diet is, they have you covered. Plus, they have over 55 delicious add-ons like breakfast smoothies and protein bars to keep you fueled all day long. And the meals are good every meal that I've had has been so good and let's talk numbers factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved so you know you're getting the good stuff you can choose as many or as few meals as you need from 6 to 18 per week and you can even pause or reschedule deliveries to fit your busy schedule I prefer to use factor for my lunch meals because that is the time of the day where I'm super busy so I could just grab something out of the fridge and not have to worry about it. So why don't you diss the stress and step into your bravado with factor meals? They're perfect for the boss babe on the go, the queen who values her time, and the woman who deserves delicious, healthy food without the hassle. So are you ready to reclaim your kitchen throne? Head to factormeals.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50 to get 50% off. That's right, you heard me. I said 50% off. So go to factormills.com slash bravado50 and use code bravado50 do not miss out sis
2: having all the answers i don't have all the answers Mm -hmm. you know you i don't know you right i can never know the depth of you my job as a coach is to guide you is to ask you the questions to help you to understand to come to your own truth right Mm -hmm. and then i help you with the strategy of like okay now how do we get you there but it's you're the one who's doing the work it's about you and once I really understood that as a coach, I was like, this is great because I am helping people.
1: And <laughs> helping my damn self. And helping my damn at the same self damn time. The I same time. I time. I love the self help. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that you know that and Franny, you really do help people. Like as a love love coach, let's get into that because you made a good point. Like people are just like, hook me up. Like I'm single. Do you got somebody who's a single as well? And we're just expecting to stumble across these people. And then it's like, perfect. Everything goes smooth. But like you said, like you can be approached by the perfect person for you or someone who's a good catch. And because of your own shit, you wouldn't even be able to recognize it. So that's why we want to, that's what we want to talk about today how to recognize our own shit, how to change our <laughs> patterns, how to make some shifts so when, we, when we're when we approached by or we're manifesting the love that we say that we want, we can really be geared up for it because shit can just be going over our heads and we're wondering, why am I like this? Why am I not? Why is it working for this person and it's not working for me? And yeah. Franny, you are well-versed in this. So let's talk about the patterns that you mentioned. Like you said, there were some dating patterns that you found yourself being in for way too long. What are these different types of dating patterns? How can we identify that? Ooh, this is a pattern here that I wanna shift.
2: Yes, yes. Oh, that's such a great question. And um, yeah, this is a very important conversation. I'm very excited that we're having it. Same. So, um, (laughs) okay. So the first thing is uh, for everyone to, you gotta do a little self-assessment here, right? So this is a little come to Jesus, (laughs) be honest with yourself look at what's going on, right? So what, if if you look at the past one, two, three years of your life, what has your dating pattern been? Is it that you don't date at all? Is it that you might every once in a while be like, okay, let me just download an app, and then you get on an app, and you're on it for two weeks, and then you get overwhelmed, and then you delete it, and then you continue to not date at all for six months. Is your pattern that you date, date and 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 date, and, and nothing ever goes anywhere, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, or is your pattern that when you when you meet someone, it's like all hot and heavy, and they're the one, and then you know, two months later, it's like, ooh, maybe not, right? <laughs> like, so you have to. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to just really understand for, like, you have to see your pattern for yourself, right? And understand that not dating at all is also a pattern because people are like, yeah. oh, I don't have a dating pattern. I just don't date. I'm like, hmm. that's your
1: pattern. You're in a pattern, right? queen. You're in a pattern, queen.
2: <laughs> You're in a pattern, yeah. right? So, you know, so you mentioned um, before my, my dating archetypes, and this is exactly why I designed that that framework is because people are in a different place in their love journey, right? And I know, cause I was at the t- I'd been the person who didn't date at all. And then I was the person who I, then I started dating and I started going on lots and lots and lots of dates, but they weren't connecting. And I was like, okay, well, I'm good at getting first dates now, but I want to get some second dates too, right? Right, I want something <laughs> right? solid. <laughs> right, and so I went from a pattern of not dating to a pattern of getting a bunch of first dates that didn't go anywhere to then understanding like, okay, now, so so the pattern of not dating at all to dating, that might seem easier to understand how to break it because it's like, literally, as soon as you start dating, the pattern is broken, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you get to change that pattern as soon as you are ready. As soon as you are ready to change it, you you can change that instantly. In terms of a pattern like, you know, like my pattern of going on lots and lots of dates and not connecting, I had to then say, okay, well why is it not connecting? Because they thought I was, it's not like I expected every guy to want to, you know, marry me, but I'm like, you know, I think like I should be getting some second dates and I'm not getting any. Right. right? Like, what's the <laughs>
1: going on? That's when you start you just to look in the mirror. Like what was I cute? Was I not? Yeah, funny? Yeah. What was going yeah, on?
2: Exactly. You know? And I'm like, it's not like all these dudes are all so amazing, but I'm like, maybe. So I literally was like, okay, let me just, I need to have a different mindset here. And so I set a goal for myself that, Every date I wanted to get asked out on a second date. I mm-hmm. wanted to have the option of going on a second date, even if I didn't want to go. Okay? Oh, I like
1: that. That's empowering. Okay. <laughs> let me make and the so let me is, make the decision. That is empowering. Yeah. Right. It is empowering.
2: And so it just changed. So just that experiment. And that's what I want everybody to do is think about like, okay, even if I don't know exactly what to do, how can I start to experiment? and do something differently because you are the common denominator in your pattern. Right. And so you, as soon as you understand that and empower yourself, then it's like, all right, well, if I am, there's a level which I am choosing or co-creating this pattern is a better way of putting it. Um, then I, this is not what I want. So I'm not going to judge myself for it because when you go into the judgment of whatever your pattern is, that's that you're going to stay stuck there. So, as long as you are judging and criticizing yourself for whatever the pattern is, just just get comfortable in that pattern because that's where you're going to be until you're ready to be more compassionate towards yourself, mm. because it always comes back you... Compassion.
0: Yes. I <laughs> know and it does. it always comes back to the self and doing the work. We cannot escape the work, and I hate that for us. <laughs> but
2: I love that for us because the point is that you are in charge of your life, yeah. That's, I, I, I think this is better.
1: I do. This I know was just, it's just
0: like, damn, just we totally can't escape random. it.
2: No, we can't escape it. And listen, I tried, I tried. Oh my God. Let me tell you, I try, I spent so many years trying to escape the work. I, oh I, I, and it's just, please, I'm, I, I got a lot of years on you ladies. Tell, trust me.
1: <laughs> no, I totally work understand. Work has to be done. I totally understand. As someone who was in a long-term relationship, um, for seven years and then like from 23 to 30 and then exiting out of that and like being kind of thrown into the dating space, I was shook. I'm like, okay, so now online dating is a thing. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, okay, that's new. I've never done that. I have all these stigmas about online dating and I was for sure going in and out of patterns, like, uh, going on the apps. "Mm, It's not for me. I don't like small talk. No, Mm, I'm not dating at all. Yeah, no like, I've been in all these different patterns. And so I'm like, what is the most healthiest way to date? Like, I obviously want a long term healthy relationship. So you really do have to look back at yourself. It always comes back to yourself. Like, what are you doing to contribute to the the results that you're getting in your life? There's no way to get around that because it's so easy to blame other people like, Oh, God, niggas ain't shit. Like, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, there has that can't be the only resolve like there are people who are in healthy relationships with people who they love it's impossible for that to be the narrative for everybody so it's like hold up the mirror and look at the part that you're playing and stop playing stupid like we can't be a loop <laughs> through the world like you got to be tapped in you just yeah. have to be
2: Absolutely. oh my what? god <laughs>
1: It's funny that, like, currently I'm in a,
0: um, a relationship, but today and over the last few days as we were preparing for this episode, I was thinking, damn, what were my dating patterns? And I realized, although I was in a long-term relationship back then, it wasn't the complete healthiest, so we would break up, make up, break up, make up, and because I'm like a serial monogamous or a serial dater almost, I always have a back pocket option. Not now, but in the past. <laughs> I, yeah, in the past I did, but I was thinking I'm always typically in the past I would always attract for some reason people who are not completely available mm. I think about the, the guys that I was dating right or entertaining it's like there's some aspect of them that's not completely available either they are getting out of a relationship or saying they're going to get out of a relationship they're not emotionally available just all of these different factors and I'm like okay that probably has to do with me
1: you weren't emotionally <laughs> available either
0: I wasn't emotionally available all the time. That's
1: true. That's
0: true. Exactly. Yeah. These patterns will whip your ass.
1: (laughs) I noticed, (laughs) I noticed in my last relationship that, um, although I had broken some patterns, there was the common, the, there was this thread of me, like being not fully emotionally available, even in the relationship because I didn't feel safe. And I'm like, that probably created a block, which was the role Mm -hmm. that I played in the relationship ending. Although, he played a role too, that was the part that I played, not being completely emotionally available. And so I think that we can still recognize our patterns even after we're out of the dating stage and we enter into mm-hmm. the relationship stage. But I think a good way to identify, help identify some of the patterns, cause I've noticed it in what you said Germany and what I said. Um, it goes back to those dating archetypes. Can you talk about mm-hmm. those, Franny? Because I took the quiz and I'll tell you which one I got after you explain them. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know
0: um, which one I was, child. I, didn't I do that, too. I said, I... <laughs> yeah, I
2: know too. <laughs> um... <laughs> so, um, so I first designed them to just have a way because you know when you when you talk to enough people about any topic you see the patterns. Right. And so after I had, you know, literally probably spoken to thousands of people, I was like, okay, in my mind, when I would talk to someone new, I was, I was starting to sort them into these kind of different buckets. So I was like, let me just make this official and actually like, you know, put this together in a way that can help people. Um, so basically, uh, I think of, I I should say to start this out, I truly, truly believe that a loving, healthy, committed relationship is possible and available to everyone. Yeah. I hear that. And, and there are multiple people with whom you can have that. Okay. And that is true for everyone. Okay. So the work is not about, I have to go out and, and search and find, to try to find love. What it's really about is I need to remove the obstacles within myself that are stopping me from receiving the love that I want.
1: Mm, I love that.
2: Okay. Period. Right. So that's all it is. And so when it comes to patterns, you just want you to understand, like, if you are, you know, going back to what you were talking about, emotional unavailability, I mean, that's the biggest pattern. It's every other pattern is just a subset of that, (laughs) right? Um, Basically. Um, And it's, and so when you talk about that, you are going to be attracted to people who are at the same level of emotional availability as you
1: say that again. It's like you talking mm. about, I'm talking about you not being available and girl I wasn't either. That's mm. why you were attracted to them.
2: <laughs> that's why you like them. Cause they yeah. weren't available. Ooh, right. Yeah.
1: Because I'm available now. Like, Emotions. Okay.
2: Available. So, so, so there's a part of you that's like, Oh, this is a match. This is safe. Right. Like, so there it, it's, And this is why we have to be compassionate towards ourselves. You're not choosing it. None of us is choosing it, right? This is coming from conditioning and trauma and brain chemistry and all sorts of things. It's not, it's not your fault. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, okay. So that's, so that's just kind of give like the background, right. I want to just give that foundation. So on the journey, on your dating journey, you are your different places and your patterns going to be different depending on where you are in that journey. So on that spectrum, at one end of the spectrum, you have the avoider, and so the avoider is that person who avoids dating. They do not date. Um, if you are very strong in that avoider phase, probably even the people in your life who are closest to you don't even know that you have a desire to be in a relationship because mm. that's how much you downplay it, um, brush it off, right? keep yourself incredibly busy. Avoiders do the most <laughs> for everyone, you know, mm. do the most work, keep their lives very, 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 very full. So there's very little space to even, um, allow, l- allow that vulnerability, allow that love in. Um, so, and I know, cause I used to be there, right? Um, so that's the avoider. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or
1: patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that?
2: Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. And again, you get to leave that phase whenever you are ready. (laughs) You could leave it today, (laughs) right? When you're like, okay, I'm finally going to download this app and I'm going to push myself to go on a date in the next 30 days, for instance, right? Very simple decision you can make. And as soon as you make that, you're no longer an avoider.
1: If you're a certified bookaholic like me, you probably love reading, but sometimes find it impossible to read every book that you have on your list. Luckily, there's Audible to make it easier for you and me. Y'all, Audible has an incredible collection of audiobooks, podcasts, and exclusive originals available to download or stream anywhere. I love this because it gives me an opportunity to connect deeper with the material. I'm currently listening to The Way of a Superior Man after reading the physical copy and it is hidden way different y'all. 10 out of 10, highly recommend. New members can try Audible for 30 days on us. As an Audible member, you'll get one credit every month good for any title in their premium selection. I've never not seen an audiobook that I want to dive into to take advantage of this offer. Visit audible.com slash black girl bravado or text black girl bravado to five zero zero five zero zero. That's audible.com slash black girl bravado or text black girl bravado to five zero zero five zero zero. Thank you audible.
2: So, um, and then next you have the looper. So the looper is when you are in a phase where you are actively dating, you're putting yourself out there but it's like groundhog day like just Mm. is just the same pattern is just repeating over and over and over again and you're really you're not getting off the ground right so it's like um this if you're in a looper phase you might have a pattern of maybe a lot of love bombing right Mm. where you meet someone and they're like you know put you're the greatest thing ever and they're giving you all this attention you're like oh my god this is great this is great and then within like a month it's fizzled out right um or you might have a pattern of um, you know, you meet someone and it's like, you know, three, four dates and they'd be like, you hook up and it's a little fun, but then they're just kind of like, yeah. And they sort of fade away. Like, so it's, again, you're just, so, it just keeps happening over and over again. Um, or like me, you just can't, can't pass the first date. Right. That was, that was a big pattern for, for a mm-hmm. minute there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're in that place, it's really important for you to slow things down. It's time for you to like, slow things down, take a step back and be like, okay, What, how am I co-creating this outcome? Mm, Even, you know, because the the pattern cannot exist. It cannot persist without you taking actions to reinforce it. Mm. Right. And so it's literally like when you, when you start to pay attention and this is what dating with intention is all about. It's about getting clear on what your ultimate goal is right? Mm. And owning that. So if you know that you are, you were dating because you want a committed long-term relationship, that's what you want. And that's what you're manifesting and own that. And so now the process of dating, which is a very important process, and I know everybody wants to skip over it, but it's like, just be intentional about it and, and use it as the process that it is to help you grow. Mm. Because through dating, you learn so much about yourself. You learn to be more vulnerable you learn to be a better communicator, you learn compromise, you learn looking for the good in another person, you learn listening. I mean, it's like you learn so many skills that you mm-hmm. need to be in a healthy relationship. Facts. that right? you do.
0: <laughs> so
2: so everyone who's like in a rush, you're like, I don't wanna learn how to flirt. I don't wanna learn how to be vulnerable. I don't wanna learn how to be open. I, I just wanna get into a relationship. It's like, what do you think that relationship is gonna be like? Mm, <laughs> right. Mm, what do you think? Mm right and who do you think that relationship is going to be with because somebody who does have those skills is not going to be interested in you not because you're not amazing (laughs) yeah but because you're not a match because you don't have the emotional maturity and self-love and self-worth to be in a healthy relationship and so you won't be
1: now we done took it to church lord (laughs) you didn't drop the bomb you didn't drop the (laughs) bomb that is so funny you know that is so true what
0: Brittany you specifically been talking about emotional unavailability and like that that was a blockage not putting your tea out there but I'm just (laughs) I'm just saying imagine everything that you've learned in this prior dating experience which we hate him but still the lessons are the lessons the lessons. it's the fact that Yeah, it's like you took away this idea of like, okay, perhaps I've been had this emotional block up, I need to work on this. And then your next dating experience, you're going to attract somebody who is emotionally available, because you too will be emotionally available. Exactly.
1: I'm already seeing like a shift. I'm already seeing a shift in my openness and like the type of people that I've been communicating with. I'm like, this is really, that needed to happen. For yes. that to be brought up, especially being in such a deep-rooted relationship where you're so comfortable and you're kind of on autopilot and you're not really aware of how you're sh- – I mean, you can be, but I wasn't. I wasn't really aware of how I was showing up. I didn't have the the knowledge of like what a healthy relationship really looked like because I entered it so young and didn't have that much life experience, but that little stint – really woke up something inside of me, and I'm like, you know what, thank you. You're sick as fuck, but thank you. Like I need it. Every experience matters, and like what Franny said, you need to date. You need to date. It's the
0: same thing for myself. That previous experience before I got with my most amazing honey here, (laughs) it was kind of sick. and I'm like, Lord, teach me patience, because this motherfucker is driving me crazy, (laughs) but here I am, patient today. (laughs) Yeah. Yes.
2: Yes. Wow. Your, your biggest heartache, your biggest heartaches and your most painful relationships have the most to teach you. So please mm. just get the message and get the lesson, get the real lesson. And this is why I always, I, I'm such a broken record, but I always go to self-compassion because if you are, if you're like, okay, well, I'm, I, I'm so stupid. Or why did I, why was I with them? Or why was I there for so long or why? And you're judging yourself and you're criticizing yourself or you're, even if you're stuck in anger at them, right. Mm. And you're blaming them and it's all their fault and you're vilifying them. And you're stu- none of that serves you mm. literally none of it.
1: <laughs> so
2: mm. if you want to move on and actually have the love that you want, it starts with taking the act of love towards yourself of just accepting it just it happened
0: it happened yeah but we love to vilify them right put it, it just, on it,
2: them it's all it's all their fault right because the I thing know. is the, the biggest asshole that you were attracted to you were attracted to them mm. the fact that they were attracted to you is, is is kind of irrelevant the fact that you were like oh yes <laughs> big asshole, i want to date you
1: that is so true they were looking that- beautiful before
2: Right. That's what you got to talk about. And that's what you have to focus on because that's your choice. Right. Wow.
1: So when you start to understand,
2: right, then you can make different choices and then you break the pattern. So getting back to the looper, when you're in that looper phase, you have to start to look at your own choices and you can't do that unless you slow things down. Okay. So you got to take the step back, do the little assessment, like come to Jesus moment, be real with yourself about, What's, you know, what's, what you're doing, that's working, what you're doing, that's not, Mm -hmm. and then just decide you're going to start to take a different action, knowing that it's going to feel uncomfortable at first. Okay. Mm -hmm. The pattern is comfortable.
0: (laughs) So that's why we keep doing
2: it. That's why we keep doing it. You may not like it. You may be like, well, this doesn't feel comfortable, but it feels familiar. And the, the, the subconscious mind equates familiarity with comfort and safety even if what's familiar is dysfunctional as hell. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you got to do that. You got to do a little bit of work to, to start to change that program. And then after the looper, you have the surfer phase. And so the surfer phase is when you are, you are much better at getting into relationships. Like you're much better into making a lasting connection. However, you are also, you also may fall into the trap of, of, getting into relationships too quickly. So if you think of like the the surfer on the beach, like you're just like looking for that wave and you're like, oh, wait, and you just make that quick decision, you paddle out and then you're on the wave. And now you're gonna be on this wave for a while. And maybe it's the wave you thought it was gonna be, but maybe it's not, right? And so (laughs) so surfers get very mixed results in their dating life, right? You can like kind of get lucky and be like, okay, this person's pretty cool, but then the next person you're like, ooh, what is this, right? So it's really important if you're in that surfer phase to understand that you are overvaluing instant chemistry.
1: Oh, child, I've been on my board many times. I got, I got surfer. I got surfer on the quiz.
0: (laughs) I have been on my board. I I need to get on. I need to get.
1: I need to stay on the shore because I don't want to go no more rocky waters. I want to be. I have been on the board.
2: Okay. So have I. So have (laughs) I. So, so similar to loopers, you gotta slow it down, and you gotta start to understand what you truly, truly need, right? So, when you're in an avoider phase, you you just, the the main thing is like you gotta get comfortable dating. You have to start. You just you have to get comfortable putting yourself out there. Right? Like you want that long term relationship, but you're not ready for it yet, and that's fine. The, you can get ready quickly, but you gotta get ready. Like, so you have to just get in the mix, right? Whereas when you are in uh, the surfer phase, now it's time for you to get really clear on what you actually need, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and you need to stop confusing your wants with your needs, Ooh. right? <laughs> <laughs> and you have to make sure that you are not over-investing in people before they've demonstrated to you that they are actually ready, able, and willing to be the kind of partner that you're looking for so that is the work of the surfer and then once you do that because you are really good at meeting you're good at connecting you're good at getting in relationships you don't have any challenge on that front it's really about you focusing on you and your needs and starting to take much more responsibility for your partner selection
1: period and weeding Rather these than... people out
2: yeah yeah mm-hmm. and that's the thing about dating it's supposed to be a weeding out process Yeah. So this idea that you're supposed to just like fall in love with everybody on a first date is not, that's not how it works. that's not how it's supposed to work. Right. It takes time to get to know people and their character and their consistency, and you just, you know, so the, the more you're intentional and you're paying attention to how people are communicating with you, what they are saying, the level of enthusiasm, the level of consistency, right. What are they, what can they articulate to you that they are looking for in a relationship? Because if you're looking for a committed relationship and you are dating people who are like, yeah, I don't know what I'm looking for, or maybe, or maybe one day that person is not ready for a relationship. So you can continue to date them and hope against hope, but how much of your heart and your time are you willing to gamble on this person? Maybe one day getting ready.
0: And that's the, that's the, that's the boat that I used to sail to. (laughs) I used to. Surf. I used to surf to that boat and hop right on. It's that. It's always that piece. It's like somebody will openly tell you, I don't want that. I'm not looking for that. And I don't know if it's as women, but we will be like, I can nurture you enough and make you fall in love and then we will live happily ever after. Yeah. Yeah. Well we've been brainwashed.
2: We've been brainwashed. Yeah. We've been brainwashed by the fairy tale industrial complex. We've been brainwashed by the patriarchy. We've been brainwashed to have this pick me mentality. Mm, yes, um, we've been, I just, yes, we've been brainwashed to be more focused on being in a relationship period versus being in a relationship that actually fulfills our lives um with a yeah, healthy relationship. So, you know, it's it's a lot of conditioning that we've been getting yes. our whole lives and it's been reinforced mm-hmm. a million times. like, you You have been told as a woman, it is your job to be patient mm. and is your job to do more to get him to want to be with you.
1: Mm, 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 mm. Mm. Okay, Yeah. And so has-
2: that has been used for so much domination, manipulation selling you so many things oh they sell us so many things they
1: really sell it and we be buying it what you want cash Vimo, we buy
2: we buy it all and it's all if you you look at like so much of the marketing and advertising to women it's all this this idea of you you know doing more to be enough to be chosen Mm -hmm. right
0: Uh, we do we love to do that we love to be like i'm the one you want pick me mm
2: -hmm, yeah what do mm -hmm. i need
0: to do am i doing enough
2: Yes. So if you, so if you have that pick me mindset, you're going to attract and be attracted to people who have that same mindset. So it will be like, yeah, dance, dance for me.
0: (laughs) Right. And that's when I had to take my shoes off. I stopped. I
2: I got lots of options here. So you have to, you have to be patient. You have to put up with it. You have to do more. To, to, to be the one who's left standing. It's this competition and love is scarce. That's some dysfunctional shit. And in our community, it's like, I mean, it's, it's everywhere. The fairytale industrial complex comes for everyone. I don't care your color or anything, it doesn't matter. No one is immune to it, but I do get especially frustrated um, in the black community. So much of the conversation about romance is this pick me And you know, it's like, I got to be this high value woman to be chosen. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I I can't, okay. That's a whole other question (laughs) discussion. I, that makes me crazy. But anyway, you
0: were hitting the nail on the
2: head. Um, so you were worthy. You were born worthy period. No one gave you your worthiness and no one can take it away. That is your birthright. So you don't need a man to validate you anyway. But
1: let me,
2: let me just wrap up these archetypes really quick. So after the surfer, we have the sailor. So the sailor is someone who is very in control of their love lives. The sailor is the person who's like, oh, I'm ready to be in a relationship. And then like, bam, they're in a relationship. No problem finding, um, long-term committed partners, very, but and and so it is it is good in that regard, because they're very empowered to know that they can make that happen whenever they want. However, just because you're good at getting into long-term relationships doesn't mean that those relationships are still the right relationship for you. Mm-hmm. So so for a sailor, you mm-hmm. still need to make sure, okay, am I just, am I doing the serial monogamous thing because I am not comfortable being with myself am i doing the serial monogamous thing because i want to because it could be a choice i actually have a friend who she decided years ago she's like she's not into um she's not into polyamory like she she tried it she's like she doesn't want to have multiple people at the same time she's like that's too much drama i can't do that Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. she does really like falling in love and she's somebody who like she she's had many like year to two year long relationships. And she loves that. She's like, she learns so much and they it's like enough time for her. And then she's like, yep. Yeah. And then she's ready to move on. Oh, and that's a choice she's made for herself. And yeah. she just wants, she has actively chosen. That's what she wants to do for the rest of her life. Oh, and Thomas. I'm like, you know what? And so, and she's like, maybe I'll change my mind one day, but this is what, this is what she's been doing for years. And I love it. Whoa. I love it. I'm like, and she's also just generally a very different kind of person. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but like, I love that she's made that choice and it's very empowered. But for those of us who are not like, you know, don't, I don't have the bandwidth for that. Like, me either. I, I just need a man. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so, I can't even imagine what would have to happen for me to want to break up with my boyfriend. Aww. I'm just, me,
0: girl, I'd be telling him he ain't never leaving. I said, stay I'm like,
2: <laughs> I'm like, it's just, i'm like this is no we're just gonna do this forever because
1: he's is... be mine and i'm gonna stick beside him that's how i be when Weird. i have when i have it's something just... good or if i feel like it's good in the moment stick beside me i don't want to yeah. go back to the streets
0: <laughs> me either i have such serial monogamous energy i do not play around i'm never without a honey that's because you, <laughs> back...
1: you had those back pocket options exactly
0: mm.
2: and so I do. and I so and from... so and so, looking at that, and saying, you know, and understanding, like, okay, why do I feel safe?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? Am yeah. I willing to? Um, because our fear of our fear of vulnerability, our fear of being hurt, it's I think it's very logical, right? It's yeah. logical, yeah. right? To to love is to risk pain, and you, and actually, it's the pain of losing whoever you love is inevitable because one day you're gonna die. <laughs> right? And I hate that. We
0: hate talking about that, Brandy. We do not want
2: (laughs) But here, but here's the thing. It liberates you when you just like, um, Maya Angelou said something and I'm not going to totally misquote her, but I I'll just tell you the gist of what she said. It's like, it's like once, once you realize that you're going to die, it's like, oh, well that is the biggest fear and it's inevitable. So why bother being afraid of it now? Mm. And if I'm not afraid of that, why should I be afraid of anything?
1: <laughs> right? I'm still afraid. Sorry, Maya. <laughs> you are crazy as hell.
0: And so, I love I love Maya, but lord. I'm no,
2: but here, but here Germany, here's the thing. You and this is for everyone because like none of us is like, "Yay, I'm going to die one day. Woohoo!" <laughs> right? It's not like I mean, actually, I am kind of curious. I'm like, "What's going to happen? What's the Ooh. whole next like phase Ooh. of my soul's existence going to be like, "Well, I remember what it's like to be oh, Francesca?" <laughs> Probably not. No. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I won't. But um but but the point is that it's all it's all about knowing that you can you will be okay no matter what. Right? Yeah. And so it's like trusting yourself to know that, yeah, even if I'm in a relationship and I open my heart and and it doesn't work out and I'm sad and I have to grieve and deal with that disappointment and like, I will be okay.
1: Right. You know?
2: And so it's just developing that inner resilience and that inner trust. And once you, and once you understand that, and once you're more willing to understand that like really self-love there's no there's no
1: shortcut trust me i tried (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it always comes back to this
2: it always comes back to that then it's like well i'm going to be okay and then it is safe to open my heart Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. because if you think that somebody truly 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 seeing you for who you are is going to it, it is terrifying like you literally on a subconscious level think you're going to die You think you're going to die if somebody truly loves you for who you are.
1: Mm. Like Mm -mm. that's how
2: deep the fear is. Right. And so, but, but that's in a complete conflict to what true intimacy is.
1: Mm. So you have to start to, so you have to
2: start to change that relationship with the fear. And so my, my, and cause fear is just, that's just human. We're all, we all ultimately fear death. That's just, that's just, that's how we've survived as a species, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. Is, is that, is that, so that's part of just being human. So it's just something to accept. And I think that's just what Maya Angelou is really trying to say. It's just like, just accept it. Yeah. Don't be mad about it. Just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I am going to die one day. All right. Like that's scary. So is there anything I can do about that today?
0: No, All right, no, no.
2: <laughs> literally nothing I can do today. So I might as well just focus on living my life while I have it. Right.
0: That's what we have to do. That's so, what we have Franny, to do. what I want to talk about is you briefly mentioned <laughs> that sailors, Brittany, have like a high love confidence, right? How yes. do we build our love confidence to eventually get to the point where we ha- are having these healthy dating experiences and, and eventually even get into a healthy relationship?
2: Yeah, amazing. So, I'm glad you mentioned it. I, I was like, should I talk about love confidence? And I'm like, see, I'll, I'll be here all day just going on and on. So, I was like, <laughs> Um, so love confidence is, you know, it's a spectrum and just like, so if you're a sailor and you're looking to strengthen your love confidence, I, I think that honestly, just really having the clarity, looking at the relationships that you had and you have a lot of relationship experience to pull from. So it's really good and getting the most clear on, okay, what were the parts of these relationships that were the most fulfilling, right? What are the parts of these relationships that weren't? And so like, what do I absolutely know that I must have going forward? And what do I know? I don't ever want that again. Right. Mm. And so once you get to that place of clarity, because now the only shift that you have to make as a sailor is to understand, not only can I have love and I can find someone, you know, who wants to be committed to me, but I can also find the right person. Mm-hmm. So, and understanding like just as easily as you can find somebody who's like, ah, eh, good enough for now, you can also just as easily find somebody who you actually would want to keep around forever, right? And mm-hmm. so um, just getting that perspective shift and then starting to go out and try dating a little bit, right? So rather than just relationshiping, just date a little bit. So mm-hmm. take some time. Get to know some people. Resist your temptation to get into a relationship after the first date.
1: <laughs> Who are you pointing at? <laughs> this one. This one. Because I'm like, you know, it's feeling like a vibe. yes So <laughs> let's do this. Let's, no. You
2: know, Eliminate. I'll find out your last name later. Yes. Um. <laughs> So, so that's so because the your 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 confidence will grow when you have a different result, right? So when you start, but you can't have a different result if you don't take that time. But so Mm -hmm. that's if you're in the sailor. But if you're like if you're an avoider, right now you just need to show yourself that you can date, that it's something that you can do, and it's something that you can find a way to be confident in, and in and that flirting is a really important part if you want love but you have difficulty flirting that is a huge internal conflict that is a mm. love block
1: mm. I'm flirting
2: is an essential dating skill because mm. it is about connection it's about vulnerability it's about opening yourself up to receive that from another person and giving it to teasing. another person it's about <laughs> it's about getting like that excitement and that spark it's about yes. like, you know, it's because chemistry is not, it, it feels like it's this magical thing that's outside of ourselves, but it's not, right? So we are mm-hmm. always co-creating that chemistry and you can intentionally co-create that chemistry, right? You see somebody and there's a spark and you can either like smother it and be like, oh my God, I actually make eye contact with that person and <laughs> run away. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I used to do. So I say that with love. When I tell you I had to actively teach myself how to flirt, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I was like, okay, I never get approached, right? I totally freaked out. If I accidentally make eye contact with somebody who I, God forbid I find him attractive, right? I'm now <laughs> going to run away. <laughs> mm-hmm. you and stare. I was like, I'm like, this seems like my behavior here is at odds with what I actually want, not right? right? <laughs> Yeah. And I never get approached, but I see lots of women getting approached all the time. And it's not like I'm the most unattractive woman in the world. Like, there, maybe there's something else going on here. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I literally, and I have one friend in particular who she became like my little, I was like a little stalker because we would go out and I would just watch her.
1: <laughs> like, because... what are you doing, girl? Are you staring? Are you, what are you doing? Because, are you, are she... you twirling?
2: I, like, literally, everywhere we went, this woman would meet a man. Like, she was just one of those people. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going on a date with this guy I met on the corner. I'm like, what? (laughs) How'd you do that? Like, every time she'd go to a party, she'd go to everywhere she went, she'd always get approached. And it's like, I mean, and she's great and she's attractive, but it's not like she's, you know, Beyonce. Like, she's just like, she's just a regular person. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And whatnot. And so I started watching her and I noticed, like, no matter where she was, she just, like, would walk with this energy, like, very kind of, like this I can't really describe it other than to say is like very like shoulders back mm-hmm. very open and she would kind of just like look around and kind of just have this very kind of gentle kind of s- smile on her face all the time okay so every time she walks into the room it was just kind of like hi everybody like that was her energy
1: that's what I mean be because I have a, that I be having the RBF the resting it's just automatic yeah. a resting exactly face. I need and, to be having so- my shoulders back just, Brittany just has a like... very
0: strong. Brittany, you have the energy that says, "Don't come to me if you ain't no. About I don't. Shit. No,
1: I don't. No, I don't.
0: I don't <laughs> you have that. Very, it, no, no, no. You're serious, You're a very serious woman. You are not No, no shit taking woman. So these men need to come to you ready to go. Okay, <laughs> that's See, not a when, bad thing. But no, but no, but
2: the thing that's is, when it. you have when when you have that energy that is more closed off. All you are doing is attracting men who are now seeing you as a challenge, and they want to break through the barrier as the challenge. But they're not people who are really interested and open-hearted. They're not attracted to people whose hearts are closed. It's not. Mm. It, it doesn't compute. <laughs> mm. It does. It's like it, it. It. It's not a match. It's not a be match. A
1: challenge. No, so, no, no. So,
2: it, it, so really quick, this is this is what I'm saying, and I, this is I really want every I, I need every single woman to hear me right now, <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> because because that that difference in energy. I, I have a friend, and she just reminded me of this recently because I apparently I told her this. I was like I said that out loud because it's so true. I'm like I'm glad I said it, but it stuck with her. That I said that when she goes out, she has she has the energy of somebody who has a husband and three kids waiting at home for her, right? Ooh. Um. Right?
1: <laughs> Ooh, like, I'm but, not even here for this. I already got, I'm spoken for.
2: Right? So she. it wasn't like she was unfriendly. It was just like, hey, okay, okay, nice to meet you. I'm good. You know, like, it was very at a distance, right? And mm. so as a result, she never met any, she, she'd meet lots, she's very social, so she'd meet lots of people. She'd meet lots of men, but not anything romantic. Mm. And, and so she felt like, she was going through life feeling like, I'm not, like, men don't like me. I'm not approachable. I'm not attractive enough or whatever. And it's like, no, honey, you just acting like you got a husband and three kids at home. Think about shifting that energy to be more like, hi, I'm open. I'm here. Right. And see how that changes. And so it has changed. I'm happy to report. Um,
1: (laughs) Leave them (laughs) invisible kids and husband out of it.
2: So everyone (laughs) needs to like really just be honest with yourself. What am I communicating non-verbally? Because that is so powerful. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. So as soon as I started, I was like, okay, I need to check my energy. I need to understand that. Yeah, I might feel uncomfortable making eye contact with someone, but guess what? I gotta do it anyway. So I gotta desensitize myself to it.
1: So now we just staring, we just staring. We just staring so now and then and then but then
2: once you realize like oh it's gonna be okay i can look at someone i can smile i can have fun with this right i can yeah i can discover my power to just like look at somebody from across the room and get him to come over and talk to me you know like, Ooh, that's, I, know like well.
1: I know how to do that i know i know how to do that she
2: knows See, and so you, so you know how to do it when you want to do it. Right. And so what would happen if you just started to embody that energy more often? Like what kind of serendipity would you court? Because I actually did meet my boyfriend walking down the street in LA. Right. Wow. Oh, and wow. So, we love and those. So that's not something that would have happened if I had not gone through the process of understanding that I need to take responsibility for the energy that I'm bringing into the world. And if I want to attract people to me, I need to make sure that like, energetically there's an opening for that to happen. So if anyone does not know how to flirt and does not know how to open themselves up to that energy, who is listening to this, like that's your homework right now. That is your first order of business. And when you start to do that and practice that and get more confident at that, it's going to change your life, I promise you.
1: <laughs> that that was a gym wow. because one of um, the homegirls was like, how can a, a boring person who doesn't want to get on dating apps attract people? And then it's like, you got to do something like, okay, you go to the grocery store, you go, Wherever you go, that's not the dating gap, right? You might not even go out frequently to social gatherings. But wherever you go, you got to be in the mindset of, I'm open. And it's not saying, Mm -hmm. like, there's a balance. Because we've all seen the people who are doing too much. Like, girl, you're a little thirsty trying to get everybody's attention. (laughs) But what you said, Franny, is just... I don't want to say simple but it's toned down but it's it still is simple yeah it, it's not simple yeah. if, if you're if you're challenged it's energy it's yeah your it's energy. energy it's just like yeah. you know what i'm open like if we're sitting there and we're like mad dog and everybody of course mm-hmm. they're not going to come up so just you know smile not. stare yeah. you know have the shoulders <laughs> back have the you shoulders know you just And it's not, and it's not
2: like, and it's not, I actually have a flirting workshop um, that people can buy if anyone is interested um, because this is such a foundational skill that, that you need. But you also have to understand like there's different styles of flirting and it's not like you're like going like, Hey, big boy. And it's all about being <laughs> sexy. Right. Because it's not, cause that's not, cause I'm not saying, I mean, listen, there's a time and a place and I know how to do that too. And that's fun. If that's where you are and that's what you're looking for. Right. But it's literally just understanding that good guys or good people who aren't creeps, who don't want to make you uncomfortable, who aren't interested in chasing after unavailable people, if you want those people to be attracted to you, you have to do the work to let them know that, that's, that you're open to that. And if you don't, they will pass you by, not because you're not beautiful, not because you're not amazing, not because you're not you know somebody who they would I, ideally like to date, it's just because your energy isn't a match for theirs. So mm. that's so, so important. And the last thing I'll say about this is that in the pickup artist community, and you are you familiar with the pickup artist community?
1: I am not. I am not.
2: Okay, so it's just this like this little sub underculture um, subset of men who they teach each other pickup art. It's called PUAs, right? It's like a Reddit, you know. There's Reddit threads. as a whole. Mm-hmm. There's there's men who coach other men in this whole like pickup artist strategy, and uh, there's a whole. Yeah, it's a rabbit hole. I don't encourage you to go down it. <laughs> Because it's dark. Oh my God. But basically, the whole point of this community is that they're just teaching each other like tricks and tactics to manipulate women into sleeping with them. Okay. Now I gotta keep my
1: head on a swivel.
2: And so, but here's the thing it's really easy. They, they They only target women who they sense lack confidence. So their whole thing is that you go, you go to the bar, you go to the club. Who's the one in the group who's looking more shy, who's looking more closed off, who's looking less confident. That's the one they target. So that's an extreme example of how, when you have that protective energy, you are actually making yourself, all you're actually doing is um, making yourself magnetic to people who want to break down that barrier to, and not in a good way. <laughs>
1: oh my God. Right?
2: And so, so Ooh. the woman, so the woman who walks in and she's like confident and her shoulders are back and she's open and she's looking around because she's empowered to know, like if you step to me and you're, and it's not right, I'm, I'm, I, I, I may be open, but I'm not open and I don't have discernment. I'm open because I do have discernment. And so I feel safe and I feel in control. They do, That's the woman. They're like, don't, don't, don't waste your time with her because you can't manipulate her, period. you know what I'm saying? So it's it's about understanding that. And and it's not to say that, oh, now you need to be on the lookout of these guys. I'm, I just use that as an example to illustrate how your energy is something that people really are picking up on. And those guys are being trained, you know, <laughs> for like nefarious purposes to That's pick up on that. But on a, but on a energetic level, everybody is reading your energy when you walk into any space. And so, um, you know, just do a little check in little, little checkup.
1: <laughs> we have, you, you've given it all to us that dating is definitely a skill, like something that we can practice and learn and that we can strengthen our love confidence by just practicing self-love and knowing that we are worthy because we exist like that's empowering in itself knowing you are worthy you don't have to go out and do anything extra like of course we're flexing our muscles when we're in the dating scene but you are worthy because you exist period don't let nobody tell you different
0: Exactly. exactly give yourself some grace franny let our girls know where they can find you Um,
2: I am at Dear Franny everywhere. Um, As you mentioned at the top of the show, I have a podcast called Dear Franny. I have new episodes every week um, all about dating and different aspects of your dating journey. So I definitely invite everyone to check that out. Um, I'm also on Clubhouse. I have a club on Clubhouse called the True Love Society. And every Tuesday I host a room called True Love Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's all about dating. So definitely come by and and listen in and ask your questions. Um, And people can go to spreadtruelove.com and there's lots of different resources there. You can take the Dating Archetype Quiz. You can um, purchase the flirting workshop and lots of other things. So,
0: yeah. Love that so much. Thank you for yes, joining us here it. today. Like Brittany said, you dropped so many gems. We know our girls will just love the conversation and benefit greatly from all the knowledge that you share. So, thank you again. Yes, thank we you. Appreciate it. Thanks, thanks so for much. having me.